Hello, everybody. Brian here. It is uh, May 7th, quarter to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In this podcast, we're back still on Podbean. Uh, and we, we will be here for another month. Yeah, hey, hey. All right. Anyways, we got an article here found on, it is Bloomberg, or in my case, BNN. Bloomberg.ca headline is the real oil market shows $20 a barrel price collapse is excessive. First of all, I just got a uh, response from somebody who's an algo trader. He knows who he is. If he's listening, there was a cross of uh, the oil price to go up, to be elevated. Um, I'm the kind of person that waits for confirmation, but uh, right now I'm just going to wait it out, see where it goes. Anyways, let's talk about this particular article. And uh, we haven't talked about oil in a while. Oil, because the markets are not producing stuff, and especially in, in China. Anyways, here it is. Crude markets have suffered disastrous few weeks dragged down by alarm of the wider economy, but real oil demand still looks strong enough to foster rebound in price. Uh, Brent almost dropped 70 bucks a barrel on Thursday after losing 17% mid-April on fears of U.S. recession and signs of disappointing recovery in China. Now, for China, I can tell you, and I'm only basing it upon the markets, what I see in China, and in China, uh, the markets don't look too good. I mean, they're, they're trying to get up there, but there's no stability in the price. So overall, I don't think yet, quite yet, the markets in uh, or the industries in China may be moving. Now, I'm, I'm just only basing upon what I see in the markets. Uh, Hong Kong's a different story. Uh, I would put it up there as one of the better markets, stock market globally. Um, and again, that's China, the Democrat, the Democratic version of China. Um, so there's that. The currency, the Hong Kong dollar is doing okay. The yuan is doing, it's hard to tell you. Uh, it, there is potential there, but it's just not performing. The ones that are performing right now are the British pound and the euro. That's what I'm seeing. Uh, so Asia or China, there's, there seems to be weakness in, in Japanese yen. And the Chinese or the Japanese market, the JP225 or Nikkei, Seems to be kind of there uh, and performing. But uh, if the U.S. declines, usually the rest decline as well. But Germany seems to outperform. So maybe Germany might kind of continue the demand for oil. Um, here we go again with this article. Nevertheless, there are signs underlying a market is resilient. I'll agree with that. China is sucking in flood of cargoes as domestic travel rebounds. Okay. Travel expects the country's uh, crude purchase to remain high over the next few months. Fine. Investor inventories are tightening around the world uh, and should deplete even faster as Saudi and OPEC plus allies implement new supply cutbacks. So the question is why are they doing the cutbacks? Just to artificially inflate the price of oil. Um, and here we can see that probably Russia will work along with OPEC uh, because they're kind of working in cahoots now against the U.S. and the U.S. dollar with a de-dollarization. 
policy, so most likely uh, they'll they'll play nice together this time around. It is reassuring that some industry most bearish forecasters supply deficit is coming, which will trigger a recovery in price. Okay, so this is just another signal, say maybe buying oil. Um, Sell-off was greater than what uh, market balances are showing, namely former lower inventory with the prospect of inventory draws and the Northern Hemisphere uh, summer unfolds, guy from Citigroup. Um, and this bank had the most cautious price outlook on Wall Street this year. Okay. Crude retreats offers some respite for consumers after the inflationary stock inflicted by Russia invasion on Ukraine. It also brings pain for bullish oil traders and puts in peril the windfall being reaped by major oil companies producing nations like Saudi Arabia and Iraq. Um, now asking about refinery demand. Uh, I don't know if some of you saw, but there was a Texas oil refinery put ablaze um, in the last week or so. Check that news out by, you know what, Google's your friend. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Buying by refineries in Asia was subdued in April. Margins for making fuel dipped. In a nod to some of that weakness, Saudi Arabia cut its oil prices for Asian processors for June on Thursday. Okay, that's not a good sign. Meanwhile, supplies from top exporter Russia has remained stubbornly high. Uh, Moscow threats to slash output in retaliation for sanctions over its invasion of Ukraine. Uh, that might not be a wise idea because what else? Well, I guess, you know, Russia's a fairly wealthy country for natural resources. So uh, oil is a big one, obviously. Big drop-off came with worries over the economy and persistent trouble with banks that rippled through markets everywhere. Short sellers have crept back into the market for the first time since the Saudi-led OPEC plus Alliance unveiled new production curbs in early April. Just to remind you, this article was set up not too long ago, May 5th. Sorry, May 4th. Um, let's see here. All right, so Brent. Uh, Brent, uh, sorry, but oil consumption continues to appear healthy and may even rise over the coming months, according to someone at UBS. Uh, they advise clients in a note on Thursday to long to add long positions in Brent. So that's what drove that price up with what this person saw that I noted. That's probably why. Fiscal market where actual oils traded remains strong and supply is pretty tight. And that's according to Shell CEO. Brent price Brent futures have started to retrace some of the losses gaining as much as 1.9% on Friday to trade above $73 a barrel in London. Uh, market strength is reflected across the pricing structure with Brent futures for immediate delivery commanding a premium over later months in a curve known as backwardization. Backward idea, I can never say that. I don't think anything has changed fundamentally. 
a guy from Standard uh, Standard Chartered Bank. These are perfect conditions to be driven up by top-down macro or momentum trading. Okay, these are now China indicators. Uh, while traders are still waiting to see how crude Asia buys this month for further clues on demand, China is attracting cargoes as it emerges from its restrictive COVID rules. Flights in the country surged over the last five-day Labor Day holidays with 9.4 million air passengers, an increase of 4.2% uh, over the same period in 2019. Okay, so that travel, especially air travel, that's oil, demand for oil. Uh, world oil use, two remains on track to climb by a healthy 2 million barrels a day. Uh, this year uh, to a record of 101.9 barrels per day, according to the International Agency in Paris. Uh, fundamentals deteriorate. Uh, the Saudis and OPEC plus colleagues are likely to intervene further to shore price. Uh, for now, oil market remains mired in a wall of recessionary worry. So we're now getting contradicting signals here chief commodity strategy at rbc fund uh rbc capital markets uh opec remains fully committed to trying to midwife a recovery latest slump in crude coming days into the output cuts by the uh, opec has been a warning light for the group and its partners they will gather in person early next month for a detailed review of the market OPEC cuts should mitigate bearish market backdrop ahead of uh, energy at uh, JP Morgan. OPEC role as central bank for energy could come at a more critical time. So there's mixed signals here. So we got to wait it out to see what goes on. Um, so we'll leave it that. If you want to know more, uh, getting some trading tech secrets, just go over to quantlabs.net slash books. Sign yourself up there and you'll be good to go. Thanks for watching. Have yourselves a good day.